Small headed bitches. Yeah, exactly. Fuck off. Can't please everybody. And as Mitch Hedberg says, you, you can't please everybody. And last night, all those people were at my show. <laughs> uh. Welcome to Creative Ops, a podcast for creative people. Hey folks, welcome to another episode of Creative Ops, a podcast for creative people. I'm a creative person, Christopher Talon. Besides doing the music for the show, I'm also a writer, and I have a novel that's coming out within days. So, uh, the 3rd of June, if you ordered the ebook, and hopefully in the next couple days, either the 2nd or the 3rd, it'll be available on Kindle, or, nope, it's already available to pre-order on Kindle, <laughs> it'll be available on Amazon in paperback. It's called Switchers. You can find out more about it at ChristopherTalon.com. It's Talon with two L's, ChristopherTalon.com, and the book is Switchers. My guest today is Kirk Ross. He hosts a talk in the attic, which is a great show, and he has this video on his YouTube. I don't do the video. He does video, and it's really funny. It's really well done. So go to a talk in the attic on YouTube and look for this. Kirk came on the show because he designed my book cover, and I think he did a fantastic job, and I thought, what a good way to promote both the book and Kirk's artistic abilities, have him come on and talk about the book cover that he made for Switchers. So, I hope you enjoy this. I hope you check out Kirk's show on YouTube, and also wherever you get podcasts if you're really just into the audio experience, but he does great work on his YouTube. And buy the book. Buy the book, support Talk in the Attic, and keep listening here to Creative Ops. And uh, yeah, that's all I got for you. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy this one with Kirk Ross. For anybody that doesn't know, just talk about some of your creative projects that you do independently of what we're about to talk about. Okay, yeah. So uh, my, my primary creative outlet is the podcast the talk in the attic which i'm wearing the hat and the logo in the back chris is chris of course you've been on the show several times oh yeah yeah you always give me a lot of good pub so i appreciate that but so you know that the podcast i would say is really the overarching only creative project i'm really doing but when when you do a podcast that's kind of widespread and focused the way mine is some might call that unfocused <laughs> uh, I would just say it's a wide focus, but you know, because of that, you are, I, I am afforded a lot of opportunities to be involved with kind of random other creative projects. You know, the book cover that we're about to discuss being one of them that really started from the podcast too. You know, and so really the, my graphic design background is nil other than when I was little, I used to play on Microsoft paint. You know, like probably most everyone else <laughs> around our age did and thought and thought that yeah, was yeah. so cool. And I used to like to draw when I was little. But really, my, my graphic design has come a long way just purely because of the podcast. You know, it's a one man show. Um, I like that part of it because it gives me more control. You know, I can I tend to be domineering in, in certain atmospheres. So when you're domineering, the best way to do it is on your own, you know, sometimes. And yeah, uh, yeah. So, but because of that, it really made me, I had to learn how to be better at graphic design. So my graphics look better. I had to learn how to make music so that I could do my own music, you know, cause that's a, something I'm really interested in anyway. Oh, just kidding. They like this. We can light it up. 
you know, so if, if you were to look at everything I do creatively, it really comes down to the podcast. Yeah. And that's how we met each other was the podcast. Cause we both had, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you want to say flavor, subject matter, similar tone, yeah. kind of <laughs> that, um, we were scooping up a lot of the same guests and eventually we were just like, we should talk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. See, see what's going and, on. And here. as they say, the rest um, is history, Chris. We've become great friends since then. If not, yeah, pretty much everybody that I thank on that front inside part of the book there that was a direct part of what happened was all through the podcast too, which uh, is pretty cool. The guy that got me into podcasting, his name is Jason Teary, and he hosts, uh, well, a couple of podcasts, the Gig Economy Podcast and Threads Podcast Life Unfiltered. But I was writing for him, doing blogging. Then they had me on a podcast, started helping me kind of make my own podcast and pushing me like, yeah, do it, do it. Yeah. And then I got to meet cool people like you who ended up taking that design that you were talking about, uh, self-taught design, and applying it to the book, which I want to talk about in a second. Yeah. But tell me just kind of like as far as process stuff goes, if you don't mind getting yeah. uh, into that kind of part of it, what um, programs do you use and maybe uh like when did you start um getting into the computer design stuff like really yeah. putting effort into some of the things that you were making for yeah so show? i mean honestly I, I i got an opportunity to produce a, a separate podcast called uh, at the time the the irie lemon podcast and it eventually became passion to profit and with that job i i got access to canva which as it turns out is just a free it's canva.com c-a-n-v-a and mm -hmm. it's all web-based um like cloud-based stuff you know so it's very light on your computer it does it does run heavy when you have it open in your internet explorer but um basically that's what it is i pay for the pre professional one i think it's like 50 bucks a year or something and it, it really yeah. gives you a lot of functionality it's not as uh you, you can't get as technical as you could on photoshop that's probably my next step that i have to do but i think for most people to see that book cover that we put together for your free for this for switchers i think most people probably would be surprised that you could do that on canva you know there's a if as yeah. you play with it i, I also use a, a program called be funky which is another web base bfunky.com and that i pay a year subscription on that maybe for 50 bucks and that gives you a lot of artistic some of the shortcomings of canva which would be like artistic filters and cartoonizing and things of that nature be funky affords me that and you know between those two things you can get a lot of you can get a lot of different looks and tones graphically um i certainly am no expert at it you know i think the the key thing that i've learned well the key thing that led to me to want to start the podcast chris is kind of like this i felt like i was missing out on what i really love to do which is creative stuff because i was working engineering jobs and sales jobs and things like that and yeah, you know yeah. what i the, the podcast has taught me as you you've already alluded to and as i i know you've learned this too is like if if you show a willingness to do things for people and with people and you have a good attitude about collaborating yeah. things will come your way like when you remember when you first told me you wanted me to do the book cover i kind of a slow player right i kind of said like i mean i can do it i'm certainly not an expert at it but i would at least like to do the proof of concept if you want to and by the way this is still true if you if you want to take that to someone to clean it up graphically it would I, i'm okay with that you know i don't have an ego when it comes to that i think it turned out really well and you're not going to do that but you know that that if you're open if you're open to things and you're willing to do some work and you're willing to learn along the way you don't have to have some uh you know prestigious background in any of this stuff you know i mean me and you you're an english yeah. you're an english teacher by by profession an english major and so you know yeah, writing yeah. falls into that of course but podcasting doesn't necessarily do that you know and so like you stayed open and, and found new avenues of connection and 
ultimately I have so much fun doing the show. You know, I, I don't really, I don't generate yeah. revenue from it whatsoever, but I, you know, I used to spend my free time drinking and planning when, where, where are we going to drink and when are we going to do this and when are we going to party, you know? And I, I cut yeah, that yeah, out yeah. of my life and it freed up a lot of time. And now I'm just kind of, I've just, <laughs> you know, switched one addiction for another essentially. Yeah. It's more productive. One. Yeah. 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 I hope so. <laughs> Okay, so starting from after you were like, "Yeah, let's let's do this." What uh, what was your first thought? Were you like, "Ooh, I don't know, I'll do my best." Were you pretty excited about it? What? Oh, uh, I mean, no, I mean, I think that the, <laughs> the only way to be open to new opportunities and all that is you have to like you have to believe that you can do it. Yeah, you know, and you, and and more importantly than that, you have to believe that you're if you if you can't do it, you're gonna figure the the f out how to do it. Right, right. You know, so like I, I never am afraid to learn. I think the only for some people can just sit down and learn stuff and remember it and, or or whatever out of passion. But for me, it has to be tied to a project. Mm. So like I've always I've always been interested in the way things look. I've always liked looking at book covers. It's a that's a really cool medium. You know, like. I've looked at a lot more book covers than I've read. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. You're not supposed to judge them by the covers, but sometimes it's hard not to. <laughs> There's a reason why they have that saying, though. It's because, <laughs> you know, you can get suckered into a, a bad book with a good cover, right? That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> well, that's good. Or in this case, you know, maybe an amateur cover and you find a really ge nice gem inside there. But, you know, so, yeah, I, as soon as you told me, I, I think I told you I'd have something to you in a week and I probably had it over to you that night or something. Yeah. yeah. You know, like the first proof of concept. So I, I really like to jump on things when it's hot. That might be attributed to some coping mechanism around ADD or something. But if I don't jump on it when I'm thinking of it, things, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on here. So I, it, it can fall behind. Yeah. So I was excited for the opportunity. Because yeah, after I saw the proof of concept, I was like, I like where he's going with this. I like where he's going, but I hope he's going somewhere a little deeper. <laughs> I but even so said, far, like, we've do got not the right judge. Idea. Yeah. Don't judge this cover by the, by the first draft, as they say. Well, yeah. Um, but, and, it, and as somebody who understands and hopes that people have that same forgiveness when it comes to writing something. The first draft yeah. is not the final draft. Exactly. And that, that you know, honestly, Chris, if, if this was a different opportunity where someone reached out to me and I didn't know them personally, I, I would have not probably provided that early of a sketch to them, you know, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. uh, but at the same time, you know, there's another lesson there. I hate to be like an, some sort of lecturer or something, but like the lesson there is, you know, I'm working with you. You sh who cares? I can be transparent with you. The reality is that first draft, although it looked bad, we did still we generated a ton of progress just from that being able to talk about something. Yeah, you know. So the the lesson there is put something down on paper. It's gonna suck. It's the first time. Yeah, put it down and talk about it because otherwise you're speaking. You're thinking about things ethereally. And it's all based on imagination, which is so highly subjective that you're never talking about the same thing. Yeah. So put it down and then talk about it. Well, and the same, the same kind of thing applies to writing too. They say, do global revisions first and then do local. So, you know, don't go at the first time going like, well, the, the little sentence here, I don't really like the sentence. We're talking big ideas. Do the big ideas work? And if the yeah. big ideas work, then it's like, okay, let's tighten down and look at each little thing. So, yeah, I like that. Yeah, and it sounds like that's you know applies to visual medium as well, which is cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I, especially I think iterative. What? Okay, Chris, you learned this. We talked about this personally. Like some of my early podcasts. I mean, I'm I, every time I've ever put out a podcast, I've been proud of the episode every time. Yeah, and almost every time when I go back a few weeks later and listen, I'm not so proud of it. You know, <laughs> either because some lesson happened in between there, I got better at something, I I, I changed my 
you know, I changed something tonally that I like better, whatever. And the, the point of that the, is the, the voices were too quiet or the music was out of balance yeah, or something. There's constantly, you're constantly, if, if you're, you know, as a creative person, especially as if someone trying to do it on your own, you have to self scout and you have to be critical of yourself. And mm-hmm. that's usually not a problem for artists generally yeah. to the self criticism part. Uh, but to the same effect, you know, that's why it's important to do iterative work. You know, you don't wait till the end and put everything in because guess what? That's going to be your, your attempt. And then if it's on the deadline, you're never going to have a chance to go back. Yeah. If you do things iteratively, not only does it make it an easier task to, to bite off and chew, you know, because you don't have to finish it. You just have to do the first part. Yeah. And it's kind of like a, you have to crawl before you can walk, before you can run thing. Yeah. And it sounds yeah, cliche, much. but it applies to everything. Yeah, no, have, you ever heard the analogy, have you ever heard the analogy of putting big rocks like in a vase or something? You, you take like a vase and put big rocks in there and then you put the small rocks and then you fill it with sand and then you fill it with water and that's how you fill up the whole thing. Mm. Well, you, you start though by putting the big rocks in there. So to, to that effect, you start by putting a, the roughest POS draft that you can out there mm-hmm. and now you're, now you're kicking because now I've got a feedback loop with Chris. Now Chris has something to look at, give me feedback and then the next time I get it to him, he better be at least 50% happier. And then, and then that, you know, eventually you get to the point where the guy's 90% happy. And that's, a, you know, that's probably where it's going to land. hundred You know, 90 to 100 somewhere in there, hopefully. Yeah. As soon as I saw the first one after the rough sketch, I was like, all right, we're not going to have any awkward conversations. This is going to work. <laughs> the first one was like clip art and some pictures and some can't. Yeah. I, I, well, I but you, did have a- you set it up, though. You were like, dude, this is not indicative of what the whole thing is going to look like. I just want to know if you like the general setup and i was like yes, yeah yes and you have to tell me and people in the industry that are listening I, I don't know what the standard practice is but i imagine that the the book cover artists the ones the prevalent ones that are probably doing 90 percent of the book covers out there there there's no way they're reading every book in advance no um, and, no they'll, and they'll so i didn't talk I had with you or ask you for a synopsis or a little of both yeah, and that's what we did, right? I, yeah. I still have only read the first five chapters of the book, not because I don't want to. I'm definitely going to, but I, it's, a, it's a fast read, though. I got through yeah. five chapters quick. Well, and, and I'll fun. get you a paper copy, too. Like I, want, I just don't yeah. want to get you one that has this not-for-resale stupid <laughs> shit on it. So as soon as I get my batch of actual copies, then I'm, I'm got, I've got one for you. And to any of you armchair quarterbacks out there, no, I did not put the stripe that says not-for-resale on there. That's not part <laughs> of the design. That's a yeah. separate thing. No, actually, but, uh, for people that are in the book game they're pretty familiar with that and if they see that some people will be like "Ooh, that's collectible like that's a advanced reader copy that's yeah i should just get some like copies made and only only the advanced reader copies and then yeah know, if you want an advanced reader scarcity copy, i can get you one of those too i just feel like it looks kind of dumb i want to get the yeah i'm going to order a few you know pay the full price for a few of them for the attic so people can i can give them to people or and they can see them in here nice. um but yeah you know i think but that, I hadn't read your book, and, and so we sat down in the attic, you know, the first time, and I think we, you kind of ran through the high level pot, plot points and kind of dug into what you think thematically was most important, and we went from there. Yeah, yeah, that's that's about right. Anything that I thought of, where I was like, some of the major visual points to the book would be things like this, and uh, like the back of the book has got the um, the power lines that have been disconnected and are falling over with the planes. That's Honestly, just for me, one of my favorite visuals when I think back of the book. Um, yeah, you told me that specifically. I think we added that after the first couple iterations because you yeah. said, like, this, hey, you got to get this part. Yeah, I really, that's my favorite part of the cover, too. Yeah, so, and, and it worked out great. that Because we were talking about color schemes, too, and I think I showed you some, um, a couple of horror novels, and one in particular was Gwendy's Button Box for uh, Richard Chismar fans. 
I think that's Richard Chismer. Um, and you went with like a different color scheme, but you still got those kind of like dark, gritty, earthy it's, colors. And yeah. I don't kinda know, unsaturated. Man. Yeah. What? Uh, what? What was it? Did it just seem like these colors worked well? Did you go through several different schemes, or did you kind of have an idea and attacked that right from the go? I mean, I think I definitely wanted the you know the um, the most ominous. I'm not giving any way th- anything away here, but I guess what you'd call the future. Yeah, yeah. no, that's kind of that's it's kind of the past and the future. I don't know what it is. It's right on there, the back but. of the book. People know it's time travel. You're not ruining anything. Yeah, okay, okay, but at the same time, it's still hard to describe time travel because in the move in the book, it's kind of like they're technically going ahead to go back. I don't know, um, <laughs> but you know that we de- I definitely wanted a red scheme in there because I think at the end of the day, you need someone to be able to look at your book. And I'm speaking like I'm an expert. I don't know. This is just me as a shopper. I want to be able to look at a book and generally know, you know, from looking at it, uh, what kind of theme or genre it's going to be. So I think red and black always go good for horror. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. I don't know if that's because of blood or what. But and then, you know, the, the fact that the clouds and all of that made it, I tried to make it kind of an orange gaseous kind of look kind of as if the sun is trying to break through this all these bomb, this bomb smoke or whatever it yeah. is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and then so once I kind of found that scheme, I really I wanted to I wanted to show something bright to show that they were in a regular time and mm-hmm. a, you know, where the f- future was bright, not yeah. to sound uh, corny, but but then of course it was about matching those two, so it didn't look like too harsh. You know, I I still really unsaturated a lot of the colors on the right, um, and made made them you know more of a yellow as opposed to like a heavy, you know, heavy green or blue. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad you like it though. You know, I think some well, of the fun I stuff. I <laughs> some other uh, writer friends of mine who had suggested, you know, you might try this person or this person. This person's kind of pricey. This person might give you a deal because you're, you know, first time. And then, you know, we talked over and it's like, well, my buddy is at least as artistic and is going to give me a good deal on it. So I thought, all right, you know what? I'm going to give him a shot. And honestly, this doesn't look like a lot of other books. And that was the other thing that. I was like, I want to give it to somebody who doesn't do this five times yeah. a week because, you know, they might, if even if they're not working from the same template, you know, you kind of get this look where it's like, oh, that's a such and such. I can tell. Yeah. People will look at this and they'll go, what the hell is that? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, dude, it was, it just doesn't look like your average everyday book cover, but in a good way. Yeah. I, th- I think and the other thing that I kind of wrestled with was the fact that, chronologically if you look at the book you know typically we we move from left to right chronologically yeah and it actually so i like the fact that the future is actually on the left because that kind of adds to the mystery or the kind of like the confusion about the times yeah (laughs) you know what i mean i don't know if that i don't know if if you've picked up on that or if you even agree with that i didn't even think about it that that deeply i just keep looking at it and going like man nailed it yeah, we had some issues along the way, though. I don't know how many kids are going to be listening, but the fir- one of the one of the spores on on the guy hanging in the tree looked like a penis at one point. <laughs> you know, and that, you know, yeah, it, it had a little head on it, and I was like, mm, maybe we can flatten that out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that was honestly the 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 funniest part about the whole thing is that we all the final five or six iterations were all like tiny little things like that, which yeah. is good. That's kind of how it should work. Just fixing you know, the, those, that would be the rod that spore be, that comes out of the back of it. Where is it? Out of the back of yeah. the person's head there. And this is a st- secret I told Chris. I'm just going to divulge it. But, you know, I didn't do any hand drawing on this one. I, I do like to hand draw sometimes, but, like, I really don't have great scanning equipment or anything like that. So for the guy that's hanging in the tree, that's actually a stock photo 
of a guy like in bed holding a pillow. And uh, I just kind of like, you know, manipulated the, the shading and removed the background and whatnot and made it look like he's holding the tree. But in a sick way, that <laughs> gives you kind of works, too, though. You know what I mean? That is that person's final resting place. Exactly. That's yeah. That's what that's what I was thinking. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. So I think I think it turned out well. You know, I think uh, th- there was at one point we had like a hand, a hand, a cartoon hand coming across it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were going to show that? Like, with, the, with the show with the show watch. time like being broken on the watch or something like that. But yeah, and that, I thought I actually thought we could, probably could have gone in a cool direction with that. But I I, I still think that yeah, your, it's not your book, I think. I think the you're, split you're, kind of indicates that. And there's still a clock at there's still a clock under there too, right by your hand in the bottom corner, bottom right hand corner, or is there not? Yeah, that's like a broken clock. Yeah. So you know, I think the cartoon hand. Mm-hmm. I was I just thought maybe that would lean to like too young adult. You know, where I think your book will apply. I think your your book is going to appeal to young adults for sure. Yeah. The main characters are such are that age, mm-hmm. but I think that any I think that anybody. Uh, just based on what I've read, I think it's a very accessible book, and I love the I love a lot of the the writing. Really, you're, you're from you're from basically the the fictionalized town in the book. Obviously, any I know that any coincidences are purely fiction or purely coincidental. Um, but at the same time, like it, reading about going to Seven Eleven and all that stuff, it just reminded me of my childhood. So there's a heavy dose of nostalgia in this thing too. So I think people our age are really going to identify with it. Yeah, I think if you were in like middle school, high school at all during the '90s, you'll be like. I remember Umbro shorts and No Fear t-shirts and hanging out at 7-Eleven and stealing your parents' cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sidebar, do you remember Big Johnson t-shirts? <laughs> now that you do you remember it, those? Yeah. I hadn't thought about those in forever. <laughs> yeah, those are so ridiculous. Oh, my god. Yeah, I had, there was one kid in our class that they told him he couldn't wear his Big Johnson shirts and he wasn't allowed to wear Hooters shirts because, like, anywhere that their family traveled... <laughs> Him and his dad bought a Hooters shirt, and so he had like a Hooters shirt for every day of the week. One from Vegas, one from, you know, Palm Springs, one from Orlando. Oh, I heard the ladies at Palm Springs Hooters are just like out, the, out the, just off the charts. He, <laughs> like he, if it, he would know, he could tell you, man, dude. All he could, you tell him what region, he'll tell you where the best Hooters in every region is. That's a that's a skill that you know. I guess somebody's got to know it. Yeah. Now that's got to be a podcast, right? That's a podcast idea. Just breaking down all the good Hooters across the country. I mean, that just sounds right. That's just like you might as well just cancel that show before it even starts. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I think what, what's funny is uh, me and you talked about this a while back, and now that we've worked together on the book, it's even more exciting for me. But I really want to do some like, I think as a podcast that we can share for both of us some voice acting and be fun to like do. Yeah, s- actually go through some of the go through a few chapters or whatever and you can you could give that to people for free and get them hooked and have them come back and buy the book you know yeah maybe i could write it into like a uh, a 30 to 40 minute like teleplay podcast we could do like a old timey radio you know Dude, have, you know, have the, you, do, you know i love old timey accents come on like, yeah we could have the <laughs> playing in the background yeah, yeah. yeah. The, like the hindenburg <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, you know, so I th- the the point is, people just—it's fun to be creative, and once you get a once you get a little piece of it, it's fun to try it, try and think of other ways to put your uh, creative energy. It, and it teaches you, even you know. By the way, the reason I took the book cover is because, okay, worst case, I give Chris something to show a professional person that can do something with it, um, you know. And in that case, I still learn from it, and I still can apply that to the next your next book. I'm sure there are going to be several, especially once you get picked up by a major publisher. Um, we'll see. You know, so I, I think, uh, 
Yeah, there's no downside. So start with your friends. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't have wanted to do my first book cover for someone that wasn't a friend. I'll put it that way. Are, are you going to do my next book cover too? Hell yeah. Because that one will be I'm gonna, that one will be fun. That one's more like uh yeah, I'm sure it will be. I, I would almost <laughs> I would almost insist on it. Yeah, that one's gonna be more like paranormal. So you can do some fun stuff with like someone's like soul like escaping out of their body or something like that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. I picture very blurry, lots of blur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Blur, lots I, of like I, yeah, blues and purples and nighttimey kind of Yeah. You're, you're, yeah, you're speaking my language here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So do you already, are, how far along are you on that one? Um, I've got a few pages written that I haven't typed, and I've got like, I don't know, maybe around 70 or 80 typed pages. So typed pages will be a little bit more than that in a book. I've maybe got close to like 100 book pages. I'll ask you this in the context of my next book cover will be easier than the first one probably. Are you finding that the second book is coming along easier, the process, or is it like different, or are you having a hard time keeping them straight, like the character... You know no, what I'm saying? no, I'm I'm writing more stuff down because this it's a little more ambitious as far as like the scope of phys- geographically where where they are and what's going on, but there's also a lot more people involved in it too. So um, yeah, this one was switches was easy because there's like eight kids and they're in the woods most of the time. So you know, and it was based on a short story you had already kind of had. You kind of had like the overall outline, right? Yeah. Or no? Well, I mean, yeah. kind of. I had a short story with those characters, but it was going in a totally different direction and i just reversed course and then realized after 50 pages of writing it out i was like okay this isn't a short story anymore <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah. The, the one i'm working on now is the same kind of idea i had this idea about this girl that had this paranormal kind of power but then that thing kind of shifted into something else which kind of moved the story in a different direction and then i got really going that way so but it's like you said you have an idea and once you kind of figure out where the bones are then you build on those I'm super proud to see that, you know, when we first met, I know this, you were already done with the book, but it's been not even a year, and you, or maybe it's been a, just almost about exactly a year. But yeah, it's come a long way, and now here we are, dude. I'm so excited for you to get it out, get the thing out. Started from the bottom, now we're here. That's right. <laughs> the whole team effing here, baby. The whole team. Yeah, man. That's cool. It That's is. Cool. I appreciate I appreciate you letting me do the cover, man. I, and that you entrusted me with it. You know, you know, I'm glad I'm glad it worked out worked out. And I'm super glad I did too, because like the first uh Jennifer Susie is the first real guest that I got on my show that wasn't somebody that I knew before I started it. And yeah. she saw the cover and immediately was like, That's perfect. It perfect. I was like, Yes. Yeah, because I, I like that there's some mystery in it. You know, people are going to notice everything on it because nothing's real, like really hidden on it. Yeah. But they're still going to, it's mysterious until they read it. And every time they read something, they're going to be like, oh, that's why it's there on the cover. I thought that, I always like when I when I see movie posters. I'm a big movie fan. And when you see, you know, whenever I can connect You're something back to, to say how it was. I'm a film buff. Yeah, that's exactly right. We don't I, call I don't them say movies. That. I'm a cinephile. <laughs> I'll take it even more pretentious. Oh.
coming from a couple of kids who were running around in the 90s, our parents had no idea where we were. As long as we were back by the street lights. That, if there was the, an the old pedophil- person that was like, you want some ice cream? We were like, sure. We just went into their house. Yeah, I mean, there's six of us. What's he going to do? <laughs> I've done that at least two occasions. Just gone into an old person's house with my friends that were just like, are you boys hungry? We're like, yeah. Well, I mean, but, you know, at the same time, maybe you had intuition that that person was fine. Yeah. I mean, I guess I figured, like, if they do something really fucked up, we only live 12 houses away from them. And not to mention, trauma's good for horror novels, baby. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, speaking of Stephen King, he's got one of the best ones. He saw uh, a friend of his when he was a kid get run over by a train. There you go. That's probably why he's great at horror. Did some? I, I just saw in Jeopardy this week that Stephen King, like, saved someone from, like, a burning car or something. Do you oh, know really? about that? No, I've yeah, never like, heard that one. The 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 category was something like celebrity heroes or something like that, and it was all huh. every answer was some celebrity that did something. Bruce, it's all stuff that's kind of related to their craft too. Like I think Bruce Willis like climbed a mountain or climbed like a building or something to save somebody. You know, that he kind walked, of stuff. He walked down broken glass and then kicked somebody out of a window. <laughs> yeah, Christopher Reeves actually flew through the air around the world, reverse time. And stop the New York. That, that was okay. Can we just talk about time travel for a second? That's not how time travel works. Well, I mean, I, okay. Well, <laughs> just because okay, just because you wrote a novel about time travel doesn't mean you really fully understand the intricacies or something. That's still very uh, you know unknown. If anybody comes at me and is like, "I love Superman, but I just found your book unbelievable," then I'm going to kick him in the nuts. <laughs> Bruh. What would you say the suspension of disbelief requirement would be on your book? Um. Like on a scale of one to ten, zero being like you know realism, and ten being like uh, ten being like Star Wars, maybe. No, I mean that's that was like a two on my book. No, really? I'm thinking, I, I was thinking I was thinking more like uh, like a Wrinkle in Time. Uh, no, Wrinkle in Time is a good one. though. I read that when I was a kid. Do you remember that book? Yeah, vaguely. I actually remember the movie better than I remember the book because I watched that with my kids not that long ago. Was the book was the movie good? It was okay. I remember feeling like. Is this the whole thing? Which, you know, it's kind of how you feel anytime you read a book and then watch the movie. But yeah, some of it didn't what about- feel light, right, but I don't remember the book well enough to be like, that's not how it was. Do you remember the book, The Singularity? Mm-mm. Man, I would recommend that to anybody that likes time travel. or It's kind of a young adult book. I think I read it in junior high. But yeah, The Singularity, it, it's really good. It's really good. I'm gonna write. It's kind of about. Down. It's kind of about a place where there's time dilation. So there, there's like the shed in the back of someone's house where there's time dilation. So when they go in there, they just live their regular life. But like when they come out, like it's hundreds of years later. It's cool. That is, that is it's bizarre. Cool. I've read a couple good, um, not necessarily time travel, but it was a alternate universe book. Which this book kind of plays into that a little bit. But uh, yeah, for it sure. was Dark Matter by Blake Crouch. And good one. Yeah, really good one. I'll do just minimal spoilers. This guy has a great life, has a wife and a kid. And one day he gets basically like kind of, not kidnapped. But what's the word when somebody just like grabs you, not accosted? Uh, 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 what's the word? <laughs> Aliens do it to people. Abduct? Yeah, he's like abducted by somebody, wakes up, tries to go back to his house, but like it's not his house and there's somebody like that kind of a thing. Oh, okay. He Um, crosses over into some parallel place or something. Yeah. And then he spends the whole book trying to get back to his 
wife and kid in the the world that's resembles the one that's he came from and yeah good book that's cool yeah good book not quite time travel but plays on the same many worlds theories i don't even think we should be filling your listener and viewers heads with alternative time travel novels to read so Mm -hmm. everyone just if if you have the itch just wait a minute and get get switchers and do that and then if that if that suits your fancy then you can go on to some of these other things we're mentioning including russian doll the netflix show which i think is based on a book probably Um, but have you seen that I saw a couple episodes of the first season. I know they already are into the second one now. Yeah. The second season's even like a little bit more trippy, but it's pretty cool kind of heady alt- parallel universe kind of stuff. It's cool. Yeah. I might pick that one back up. Right now I'm watching the last couple uh, Frankie, Great Grace and Frankie's. Frankie. Oh, Grace, I haven't seen that. With Lily, I haven't, with Lily Tomlin. Lily Tomlin and, and Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda. Or, uh, Mart, is it Martin Sheen? Yeah, Martin Sheen but, and... Uh, Oh, I can't think of the the other guy. The other guy, it's like two wives and two husbands, but the, the wives become lesbians. Is that the storyline? Up other way around. The the men become gay and leave their wives, and then the wives move into the the summer home that they bought together as couples, which they were always like, Why did we buy this together? <laughs> oh, now it makes sense. And it's kinda like sense. it's kinda yeah. so it's like like thirty years from now, it's gonna be kind of what Jessica and Rachel are having to pick up the pieces from. Probably more like forty years from now, because they're like, yeah, I think they're in their eighties. Well, we're not going to wait till we're 80s to finally express our love for each other, Chris. Oh, yeah, that's true. We've both got long hair and mustaches. Well, I've got more attached to mine, but like we're we're sensitive dudes. We're creative. I, I don't I don't think we're going to be. I don't love think is a spectrum. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. I am all for it. Hey, by the way, do you want to get yourself a Gold Rush themed mesh tank top? I don't know if you know what I'm talking about yet. Wait, what? That means you're not you're not up to date on a talk in the attic. Oh, when did you put out the most recent one? Wednesday night. Oh, really? Okay. Or no? Because regimented Thursday. chaos was the yesterday. last one I listened to. It was actually Thursday. It was yesterday. Oh well, yesterday. give me a break, man. If I haven't listened to it, <laughs> give me forty eight hours. Jesus. Now that I'm like producing music, I don't even really listen to music anymore. Like I'm, it's almost like whenever I'm hearing someone else do it, it just makes me want to like, oh, I should be do, I should be making this, I should be doing this. So it's kind of ruined me being a fan. I don't know. That's been happening to me. I've noticed that. I'll go on a walk and I'll put on a podcast, and then like 15 minutes into the episode, it just starts going. Wah, 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 wah. Right, and that's that's what we have to remember that. And they're good podcasts. I'm not shitting and being like my podcast is so much better than that. Like it's not that. It's just yeah. my mind starts going other places, starts thinking like, ooh, if I was talking to this person, I'd be asking them this, this, or this, or this. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, yeah. yeah. Exactly I'm almost what ruined. I'm ruined as a fan. Yeah, it's a shame, because I really love listening to music, but every time I listen to music now, I'm just like, I should just get my keyboard out and probably just try to make something that sounds like this or something I'm inspired by this or something. Yeah, yeah, it's like going to a restaurant with uh, Gordon Ramsay, and he's just like, well, this is terrible because this, 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 and this. I could have made this better. This is good. Now, the reason this is good is because it's like, I'm just trying to eat, bro. Jeez. Yeah, we're at Bennigan's, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Chris, I'm super pumped. 
I, I'm super glad that I came on the show, but also I'm just pumped to see the book come out and I'm, I'm excited to share it for you and tell people about it and all that. Yeah. Everyone right else here. do the same, man. Your friend, Chris, whether you know him or just listen to him or whatever, think about this. He took a, he took an idea and turned it into a real thing and now he's going to, he's ready to go on. It's cool. You got to support it. I'm thinking of like when Michael kissed Oscar, I did it. I did it. <laughs> they like me. They really like me. Hey, and if, and if you don't like it for the book, at least get it for that steamy hot cover. Yeah, the first ever of su- fu- potentially future famous book design cover Whoa. maker, book designer, cover designer, whatever. And if okay. you ever find yourself on YouTube, look up a talk in the attic, the ski trip. Look up a talk in the attic. Nunzio's is it big night out or night out? Big night out. Nunzio's big night out. And uh, were there what what other ones did you have some particularly uh, cool? Um, if people are I really like want to see some of your visual art inspired i like i like the ad parodies one too the ad parodies uh, yeah i forget what it's called you'll you'll go to the show notes chris will have a link to it yep down there but uh yeah man i would love i would appreciate anyone that is willing to go check out the show and if you know to give you an idea of what it is it's it's i i'm interested in a lot of things i like to talk and the only way you're not super annoying when you talk a lot is if you kind of try to learn a lot of shit and listen to people and all that so I, i that's kind of my passion so really anybody of any sort of ilk comes on the show and talks and and then my solo shows are kind of just whatever message or creative vibe i'm feeling that day i kind of put out so and chris is always a part of it check out trophy husbands is cool oh yeah too. we got to put a link to the trophy husbands episode i mean we should probably play a quick part of trophy husbands right now got a jam session two trophy husbands hooking up doing some creative baby your wife got paid. My wife got paid. So did mine. So did mine. So did mine. Well, shit, let's do it up right then. Let's go to B-Dubs, baby. On the swings. Or something really nice like Arby's or something. They got the beats. Let's live it up on a wise dime. That's how it goes right now, baby. It's been inheritance. Feminism, this is what it looks like in practicality. You can talk a big game over there saying what you want to say, but this is real shit, real shit, real shit, real shit, real feminism bullshit right here. Feminism, 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 feminism. We're breaking that glass ceiling because our wives got paid. Feminism, feminism, feminism. Sorry, I should sometimes even when it's not my show. Oh, no. That's good. And I don't know, have you ever listened to the end of any of my podcasts? Like the very, very, very end? Ha ha ha! Every episode ends with ha ha ha. My kids, I know, I know. whenever I play that, like if I bring the computer in and just start playing it, my youngest son goes, Here's the thing. You love that. that I need to every single time. I, 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 I Look, I'm like over the moon that you're still using that, but it was such an early iteration of my music production skills that I need to remaster that and make it a little better now that I know a little bit more what I'm doing. Okay. And maybe the next time we get together too, we can trophy husband some stuff and then make a... A whole album? I don't know, a whole album. Maybe go on a maybe go on a nationwide tour. I don't know. You what <laughs> just putting that words in be, my mouth here. That would be so awesome. If trophy husbands, we put out a, like a full song list and then we end up uh, opening for Mark Rebier on tour. Oh my god. That's the dream right there. Small dream hey, aim high, fly low. See you at the top, baby. <laughs> aim high, fly low. The best way to get where you're going is slowly, Kirk. We'll get my there. uncle told my uncle, my late uncle, who was one of my best buddies, told me uh he told me this story once. He said, did you ever hear about the old bull and the young bull? No. And there's an old bull and a young bull walking on the top of this hill. And the, the, the young bull says, hey, hey, dad, look at that. Look at that chick. Down, look at that female bull down there. Or what is it? What is a female bull called? Cow. A cow. <laughs> okay. 
effort. Look at that. Co- yeah. Look at, look at that sweet, sweet milk on that. No, the, 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 the kid goes, Hey, look at that. Let's go down. Let's run down there and fuck that cow. And the old, the old bull says, no, son, let's walk down there and fuck all those cows. <laughs> I don't know what the message is there, but I thought it was funny. Yeah. I think it's to be patient. Take your time. Better be, things will happen. Be patient. Take your time. Let it come to you. All those kinds of things. Yeah. I, I wanted so we should stop. No. Now. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, let's show it. Let's... <laughs> and I'll edit out right before I said. Yeah. Just leave it on the all the bulls on the way down. All the cows on the way down. Good old fashioned masculine message. <laughs> there you go. Thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for having me, dude. Good luck, buddy. I can't wait. Uh, Everyone support this support this cat. Support both of us. Woo! Thank you everyone for listening. Please support Kirk and A Talk in the Attic. Watch this interview on his YouTube channel. And then please buy the book. You can pre-order it right now if you want to get the ebook delivered to your Kindle or whatever device has the Kindle app on it. You can get that June 3rd. You can go to ChristopherTalon.com for all the links for that. And keep looking on Amazon any day now. You should be able to find the book on Amazon. All right. Thanks to everybody. Love you. Mwah. Weird, right? God bless you if you're still listening, and go buy switchers. Thank you. One more for you. Mwah.